Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to today's video where we're going to talk about common bookkeeping mistakes and some ratios you should look at with your numbers and what does it actually mean to know your numbers. And to help me with today's conversation, it's my personal bookkeepers, Joey and Megan Coberly down in sunny Florida. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, hey Paul. Paul. You Thanks have absolutely you guys have transformed so many businesses and, and helped us know our numbers. I met you in Alabama for those who don't know the backstory at Jason Creole's event. I had another bookkeeper at the time that I was just growing frustrated with because they did a good job, but they kind of did like, oh, I'll take care of that or I got that. And they 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 did what they needed to do, but I didn't understand my profit and loss statement the way you guys helped me to. I didn't understand my statement of cash flows and my balance sheet and my ratios and my numbers. And I just, she just took care of everything, which made it clean, but I was looking for something more. And so when you guys took the stage or you took the stage, Megan, and you're sitting there like we had a 2.9% growth here at the lawn care life conference, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I need to be friends with these guys. You're like uh, these human calculators. <laughs> That's this one right here. Yeah. <laughs> Joey's so. my yeah. Joey's my human calculator. It's kind of funny. We were this morning, even just this morning, I needed to remember a, a number, but I know I'm not good at memorizing numbers. I'm good at you know seeing details, but he is my everything is a number to him. You know, whenever he's got some great analogies for numbers, and yeah, he's that brain that spewed out that percentage at the the lawn care conference, which I was thinking about. That was 2020. So no, no, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 2020. Pre-COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right before, before COVID. It was in January, I think. It was freezing cold. Yeah. Uh, I, cold. I, I remember that. <laughs> but what impressed me about you guys, because my bookkeeper at the time, and again, if you're a listening previous bookkeeper, you did a good job. I love you. you, you you're, you're doing, uh, I don't want to sh- throw shade on this person, but they, um, they worked for a corporate company. I was just a side hustle thing they were doing. And so their time and intention, you know, they made six figures working for a big corporation. That's where their main focus was. And when you guys took the stage and were talking about your business, you're like, we focus on lawn care businesses. And I was like, this is a perfect match. And so when I hired you guys then that year to start taking over my books, you know, you helped change my business. And then I know other people have connected with you and you've been a big help with them as well. Yeah. So, and speaking of, I have a lot of, you know, a lot of them will get on the phone and say, well, you're the landscaping bookkeeper. So I know, you know, I need you. And for the time I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm just dedicated to you. I've never owned a landscaping business. We don't know what it means (laughs) to, you know, get up every day at six o'clock or however early and, you know, break, you know, basically break your back with, all the problem solving that comes with equipment and, you know, obviously the intensive labor, but the more and more we're getting so excited about having picked this industry, realizing all the potential in some of those small businesses, we really have found a niche in the small businesses and helping them lay a foundation for their growth. And um, we've had, you know, we've had some good success. We find that 
That's just who we want to focus on. Most of them are so genuine. You know, they come with a lot of what your issue was, not issue maybe, but just they want a little bit more when it comes to that education about their statements. So the first thing we do is they'll, they'll pick up as a 15 minute and I give them a call right on the dot. We talk for about 15 minutes just to see if it's a good fit. Everyone that comes from Paul is typically a good fit unless it's just not the time for them. So from the 15 minute, we'll go to a one hour consultation. And in that one hour consultation, I get just enough business information to turn around and send them a proposal. So not really looking to learn everything about your business. That takes almost a year of being partners to really feel like I'm in the groove with that specific business. Mm -hmm. But um, and then, you know, we have our first meeting. The first meeting is a lot of here's how I expense you know, different items. And here's what the statement's trying to tell you. And I typically pick up on the income statement first, the profit and loss. It's the one they're most familiar with. It's the one they have the, they have a tendency to not understand fully, even though it's the most popular. And so, um, yeah. And then each meeting thereafter is mostly organization. Like I said, that first year is really a lot of me trying to learn their business, see the flow of things as best as I can without being there. But um, yeah, we're start after having about two years in our belts, we're starting to move into some of the things I think we really initially wanted to do, which is giving them that solid foundation and that analysis or a lot of my customers, they'll, they'll say, can you compare me with other businesses? So we're starting to get into that realm, which we're super excited about. And we really want to emphasize on setting themselves up for future growth because it's a lot easier to turn around a tugboat than a barge once you get, let's say you have a million dollar company that's just got all these different flaws and problems, you know, and, and there's a million different things you need to change. You can fix those things early on, you know, when you're just running one crew and not have to deal with the headache of turning around a huge, huge business, you know, later down the road when you're just chasing top line. Yeah, that's so good. And one of my favorite parts of working with you guys is our Know Your Numbers meeting. And we do that once a month. And you'll walk me through my profit and loss statement. And we started, I couldn't even name the, the reports we would go through. I mean, I knew what a, I knew what a P&L was, but I wasn't going through it with a fine comb intentionality like you guys do with me. It's like line by line by line. And if there's a, if I veer off a little bit or something's a little lopsided or the ratio is off a little bit, we pause and we're like, what, why is that like that? And it helps me realize, oh man, I, I got to make an adjustment here or a pivot here. And, right. you know, that, that, so anyway, that's very helpful for me. It's like an accountability. It's like a check-in and, right. um, you know, you guys know my number. I mean, you guys know what's in my check-in account and you, you know, my information. And I think that, um, it, it, it inspires me to try to do better uh, rather right. than me just kind of, you know, solo, uh, figuring out on my own. Yeah. Right. Right. And then it helps, you know, we do the balance sheet. We do the profit and loss, or pardon me, we do the uh, statement. Is it statement of cash flows or cash flow statement? Yeah, either one. Simple. Yeah, you can say either way. Okay. And so anyway, that's my favorite part is actually for an hour each month, I have to, uh, you know, you guys kind of intimidate me when I have a bad month. It's like, oh man, like, <laughs> you know, I got, I'm getting my excuses ready. Yeah, oh, you know, I had COVID or, you know, whatever. So I had a bad month. I was like, I broke down. You, yeah, yeah. you got to step up your marketing and sales and stop being raggedy, Paul. Now, you guys don't say that, but it's, it really is like, I, I want, I want to present to you guys like, man, you're crushing it. Great month. You know, it's, yeah, it, right. It's, it's great for me as a business owner. It keeps, it keeps me accountable. So it's just not hidden in the dark how the mm -hmm. finances are performing. Yeah, I think that's one of, I think that's the awesome part about the three statements is, you know, getting to the analysis of it. And 
the the monthly meetings I find are so, I think that's what our clients like almost the most. Mm -hmm. And that is, I'm with you every month. So if I say something this month that you think, you know, oh, that's really sensitive information. And I, you know, I'm there the next month helping you again. And I'm there the next month and you're seeing my face again. So it's not like, you know, here's a list of all the problems in your business. Go fix them. It's, it's just, you know, here's what this month looked like. Most of the time my clients come to me and they already feel the weight of the month or, and, and not to mention, you know, bookkeeping is always retrospective. So they're meeting with me in April about March. So they're already well on their way to, you know, having felt March, but you know, working on April. And so with that stated, you know, I, the meetings have definitely been my favorite part too. So I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just kind of like, we want to be your team member. We don't want to just be a bookkeeper. You know, we want to be part of your, your team, your, your SGNA, I guess you could call it. (laughs) (laughs) What's SGNA mean? Accounting uh, term for you. So it's the selling general and administrative expensive. Oh, I got you. I don't know what else to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We talk all the time about building a team and then the importance of um, getting the right people on the bus. And you used a word earlier, Megan, that really made my heart happy. You said the word genuine uh, referring to you guys who are listening. She called you guys genuine, the the Jeremiah Jennings of the world, the the Jack Deckers. And there's some people that publicly share that, that they share you as bookkeepers as well. But I'm very careful, and, and, and some of y'all know some of sour stories I have of where I've let people on my team in the past in other um, professions, not bookkeeping, and it wasn't the right alignment. It wasn't the right core values. Where we were, there was a difference in in our, uh, you know, character and things of that nature. And so it's just so cool. You guys are reliable. You're professional. You. Um, you know, every single month when I go into the meetings, everything's orderly and, and you guys do what you say you're going to do and, and you've never missed a, a beat. And that's the kind of people that are listening to the show is they're just trying to improve their business. So I've, I'm glad that you guys are a part of my team. I'm, I'm very, very thankful. Appreciate it. That's very, very important to me. What I say is what I do. And if I can't do it, I own up to why as much as I can. Uh, being public, but yes, it's very important that we are truly helping somebody. And if, you know, that's why I don't really throw around, we've stayed in our lane quite a bit in terms of our bookkeeping. We really have just stuck to the organization side and not come up with budgets and benchmarks and all the KPIs. And those are just, to me, those are terms for confusion for a lot of people who are starting in the business and just need to know that they're laying a solid foundation and need to educate themselves on you know, what the financials are stating and how right. they, I think how they communicate would be another great way of stating it. And so, you know, coming to a PL and realizing this is not everything your bank is doing. That's not the point of a PL, but realizing that the three different statements are all communicating different things. My husband actually has a great analogy. So I think he should <laughs> go into a little bit of <clears throat> behind the scenes, what we're trying to teach them. Yeah. And you can relate it to your personal. Your personal has a balance sheet, an income statement, a statement of cash flows, and they communicate in a certain way. And I think what she's trying to say is like, we definitely find KPIs, budgeting and benchmarking valuable. Just not when you're first starting out, you kind of have to zone out all the noise and just understand the organization and how the statements work. And then we can move to that next level right. analysis. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So if, if you want me to use my example, if you if you look at a balance sheet, um, so all the statements work together. Your balance sheet is essentially your your house so all the things let's let's say that all the assets that you own and all the things that you have paid off and how much 
equity you have is how much equity you would have in your house or items that you have paid off per se. Um, your income statement is just a snapshot of, let's say, your monthly income, what you brought home personally. If you had, let's say you weren't in the landscaping industry, you were just working a normal job and you had to pay off all the expenses within your home. And whatever's left over after all that is how much we move to the cash flow statement. And with that extra money that you have left over, you can either pay down some debt, let's say in your house, invest in, let's say, stocks or just save up some cash or, you know, um, and, and then you could also um, take that and maybe go take a trip or something, which that's totally unrelated to, you know, paying off assets within your, your home or whatever. And so that would just be dust in the wind almost if you just went on vacation, you know, it's just going out the door. But that extra money that you have on your income statement that is used to build your wealth. And, and that can be done through your balance sheet and purchasing assets that will help you generate more income on your income statement so that you can have more cash left over to pay down debt or to invest or whatever the right. case is. So, right. So keeping all their statements in their lane, but realizing how they all work together. And, you know, some of the common bookkeeping errors we see on that, that P&L is, um, Let's see. One of the main ones is no depreciation, typically no depreciation. And I think in the landscaping industry specifically, that's really important. It may be in a different industry. I find oh, it's not a big deal, but you've got assets and equipment you're trying to keep up with and, and make sure they're maintained and know when to buy and when you know to just work it out and pay for the repair. So depreciation, we don't see often on the books unless you know there's a CPA keeping track of it and, and being on top of it with their bookkeeping division. A lot of times we come to it and their their profit and loss has loan payments on the P&L, which loan payments should be on the balance sheet. It's basically just reducing how much you owe somebody and therefore you own more of your assets. You own more of that mower or you own more of that truck that you are starting or you are paying down, I should say. Another thing we see a lot is the job materials and job or job supplies. supplies is probably a better word because the other categories, material costs. We often see job supplies inside of what are called material costs and material costs inside of job supplies. And with the way the P&L works, if you have one inside the other, you're really inflating certain margins. If I'm going to throw out accounting terms, you're inflating different ratios and you're not seeing a true reflection of what your business is doing. So just, you know, to make that just a little bit more clear, obviously there's so much behind it, but Material costs should be directly related to your service. Think of the material specifically you leave on the job, like sod, like fertilizer, like flowers. You know, a lot of it seems a little bit more so in the landscaping industry than maybe just the lawn maintenance. But just think about the stuff you leave on the job site. It's specifically invested into that service and you likely leave it. Let's see. Um, you likely invoice for it. That's where I was going with that. You likely invoice for it. Whereas job supplies and small tools and equipment, those are seen as overhead. They're not really direct cost. And so they're going to go into your SGNA, like we mentioned earlier, your selling, your general administrative. And we find that if you can get that gross profit just right, then it's your SGNA. You just want to make sure you're not going overboard so that you have the cash left over at the end of the the month or the, uh, the end think, of the quarter. I think our point is if you don't have these things in the right buckets, then you cannot compare yourself to other companies. Mm -hmm. And that's that's mm -hmm. how you can focus in on what you need to, to actually do as the CEO of your company. So if you're mixing up your material costs with your job supplies, you can never focus on what's called gross uh, margin 
And uh, gross margin, when you're starting out, is one of the most, actually, it's one of the most important ratios in, in the landscaping industry in general. If your gross margins are bad, you're going to have a very hard time being profitable. And if your chart of accounts isn't set up right, then you won't know what your gross margin is and you won't know that you're bleeding cash in a certain area. Um, so with that said, <laughs> one thing we offer to our clients is a custom landscaping chart of accounts. And that is something I've worked on for the past three years. I've been doing you know, the landscaping industry ever since the Jason Krill, because that Jason Krill conference came that probably the week after we just looked at each other and said, landscaping it is, we're doing landscaping. <laughs> I always knew I wanted the niche and I just looked at him and said, let's do landscaping. So, you know, ever since Jason Krill, we've been doing it for about two and a half years now. And so we offer a landscaping chart of accounts. After having all these meetings and being in these monthly meetings with my clients, the Know Your Number meetings, we really think it's in our best interest to offer a nine month payment plan for our clients. And so, you know, if you're going to be in the trenches during the winter months, so are we. And we see it as a benefit to them to be able, now it still will be 12 months of payments, but a nine month payment plan in the sense that they can fit all their payments within nine months um, while their cash flow is a little bit better and higher as a result of obviously being in season. So that's, um, an awesome thing coming their way. Let's see what else is new. We are, uh, we are marketing as a landscaping bookkeeper now. So looking to just put our name on it. And like we said, say, we're that, say that one more time. The landscaping bookkeeper. All right. It's going to take me a while. I'm getting hit with all of this at once. GIE, yeah. GIE expo is now a quip expo and I keep, what is it? yeah, they change their name and I'm like, I, I can't get it out of my head. I saw, I saw that yesterday and I thought, well, that's a, no name. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Quip but. Expo is GIE. And so now the landscaping bookkeeper, landscaping is, bookkeeper. is Golf Coast yeah. Bookkeeping. It's Golf Coast. Yeah. And I'm sure most of our URL type stuff will still be Golf Coast. We're still going to carry both. Although, yeah. we're, although we're moving toward the landscaping bookkeeper. Okay. So they should ring as the same thing. Golf Coast book, Bookkeeping will be the landscaping bookkeeper as a forward advertising name. And that is Joey and Megan for you listening in the audio only. Uh, these, are, these are my bookkeepers. And what I, what I share all the time is that, I mean, you know, you, you guys have done my books for years per, personally. And so mm -hmm. I, I think just the, the credibility when I say, you know, to, to try you guys out, it's I, I've personally used you. Yeah. And even, you know, you say try us out. That's another good mention. We are right now. We currently only do really one service. It's the monthly meeting with the organization piece. So the organization and the education through the monthly meeting. But we are going to allow not allow, but we are going to branch off after listening to our customer and seeing the need and really wanting to focus on somebody who wants to lay a good foundation and know they can grow while still remaining profitable. We've got a service coming without meetings. It will just be the organization piece. And Joey's got a, you know, who, who would the ideal customer for that be? Yeah. So I think it's anybody that, uh, they, they don't want to spend any time doing bookkeeping whatsoever, but I do think it's important, you know, once, I think once you're pretty early on in business, it's pretty important to just go ahead and get somebody taking care of your books so that you know where you're at. And, uh, and it also costs 10 times more to clean up something than it does yes. to just go ahead and take care of it from, from day one or, or year one or whatever the case may be. Um, but I, I think as the business owner, when you're first starting out, you need to be go out, going out and getting jobs like that. That should be what you're focused on. You're just focused on your close ratio 
and just getting jobs. And you don't want to worry about any of the back end stuff, you know. So we're trying to roll out a service that's affordable for the guys that are maybe under, uh, you know, 100,000 in revenue um, that can just go ahead and get organized and, you know, get ready for the next um, tier that we offer of education and benchmarking and, and things of that nature. Um, so that they, and then they don't have to go back and clean up anything. And they have years of data from, yeah. from when they first started out that we can compare, you know, their growth rates to and whatnot. Um, and I, I just think that would be really valuable for them. But, but I, I just, I really, I really think that we need to offer a service for, for the, the really little guy that's, you know, year one, year two, um, that's under hundred K. So, right. um, Right. Totally. What would you guys say are some key ratios that lawn care landscaping business owners really need to be paying attention to? Hello, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Xander Kirby with Pure Marketing Agency. Many of you may have heard me as a friend of the show as I'm a huge believer in Paul and our great landscaping community. Five years ago, I began Trifecta Landscaping with zero experience. And by God's grace, we have grown into a multi-million dollar debt-free company. I was able to do this in large part with having a great understanding on social and digital marketing. And that is why we are now launching my new company, Pure Marketing. Every thriving business needs a top-of-the-line website, consistent and creative content, and full optimization of Google and digital footprints. If you're ready to grow your business and for new clients to discover you, contact our team for free at puremarketingteam.com, where we focus purely on marketing so you can focus purely on your business. It's Brittany here with the Hardscape Academy. If you're serious about keeping good qualified people around, then you have to train them. You can say, well, what if they leave? I've trained them and I've spent all this time and resources on it. But what if they stay and you haven't taken that time to train them and they're not able to grow within your company and run their own jobs? That falls on you. So check out the hardscapeacademy.com to train yourself and your crews. This month, we're going to be launching our crewman paver training video. This video is for your employees. It is the how to hardscaping and not so much the why everything is done the way it is. In this 45 minute video, you'll be able to brief your employees on paver installation basics so they're ready to crush the day on site with you. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get skills and training for you and your crew so you can excel as a professional hardscaper and grow your company. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Check out the hardscapeacademy.com. Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Your mower blades are sharp, the whipper snipper is ready to rock, and you're all set to cut that grass and make that cash. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. I know you're ready to rock and roll, but have you thought about how to maximize your time on the mower once the podcasts are done for the day and you have hours of work still ahead? Let me recommend audiobooks from Audible. Paul has three titles that you can listen to, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, and the brand new 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, 
which he so kindly allowed me to narrate. These audiobooks are a great way to make the most of your time and help you grow your business. I'll put links down in the podcast description. Like I mentioned, uh, gross margin is really important. Um, that's going to tell you basically um, how much you're spending in material costs and labor. And you really want to control that early on. That's going to show you um, how good, basically, if your route density is really bad, it's going to be showing up in the gross margin. Um, if your gross margin is really, really low, let's say you're running 40% gross margin, um, you, you would want to shoot for something in the, in the 50 to, to 60 range. And if you're not hitting in those ranges, it's going to be really hard to stay profitable as you scale your business. You can do it early on, um, but eventually it's going to ca- catch up to you if you're consistently running low gross margin. Um, labor ratio is one that you can watch. It's within gross margin. Um, and, and you want to make sure that your labor costs aren't eating you alive so that you're operating efficiently. Um, debt ratio. So how much debt should I take on? That's another one that we we really... We were able to run that for one of our clients. He... He was blown away by just the information he got from that and, and knew from then on, you know, what to focus on. So mm-hmm. that was a fun one. Yeah, that, that's one thing that will if you're really trying to scale <laughs> fast, a lot of times these owners can get caught up in, in chasing jobs and needing equipment for the jobs and, and end up, you know, <laughs> end up seven years down the road. And their debt ratio is just, you know, they're owing everybody, you know, <laughs> and, and the machine's just sitting in the backyard. Uh, yeah, you need the weed eat around it because it's getting uh, yeah. overgrown grass by the thing they thought they needed. Yeah, and you know, and not only is that dead eating you alive, you could have used that cash to to go towards something that would have benefited your business and and had a good return on investment for it. So if you if you have a lot of equipment sitting around, that's that's opportunity cost that's hitting you there. Um, so yeah, that's that's three of them that we really focus on. I, I think I think uh, yeah, controlling route density and and labor costs is super, super important to get right from the get-go as it will catch up with you eventually. Totally. And Joey, I wanted to ask, did you have something to say, Megan? No, I was, I was nodding. Agreed. I wanted to ask Joey, if you could elaborate, we had a conversation off air after our, our monthly profit meeting uh, last month where we were talking about owner's pay and oh, how yeah. there's such a confusion um on the books and even how, what's the right way to pay ourselves? Cause some people are, aren't calculating their salary into the numbers and it's, right. it's throwing everything off. And it's like, you think you're doing one thing, but the math is, is yeah. shouting a different story. So can you elaborate on this and help people and, and do it like for an eighth grader to understand? <laughs> most people yeah. are, are messing Wait, this up. So that he always states, if I can explain this to a third grader, I don't really know it. So yeah. this is your test, Joey. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's see how I can do. So this is one problem we're really trying to solve. Yeah. Um, on one hand, I think it's super important to log your personal labor hours and your uh, back office. Administrative so that, office. Yeah, administrative office. So that you can get your ratios right from the start and, and, and that you're always hitting consistently within those metrics. But at the same time, it's a pain in the butt to log all that stuff. I know you're trying to get out there and put out fires half the time and and just, you know, do the basic labor that everyone, you know, your employees are doing. Um, but yeah, so I don't really. So basically, when you start out, your your draw will be on the cash flow statement. So this is you are not on payroll. You're not paying taxes on it. So therefore, if you are paying yourself as an owner, which some owners don't pay themselves, they don't feel like it, as if they have enough money to pay themselves. But a lot of them are are needing to support their personal side. And so if they take money out of the business and do not pay taxes on it as a salary, 
in some shape or form, then that is called an owner's draw and it ends up on the cash flow statement. It doesn't end up on the profit and loss. So what happens is it makes your income statement look super inflated because you're not accounting for your own personal labor within your income statement. Mm. Now, if you were totally out of the business and you and you were just collecting a check and your and your dividend, whatever you want to call it, then the the income statement would show the, yeah. the bottom line would be your profitability. But if you're not, if you're still working in the business, then the bottom line does not include your salary unless you're an S corp. Uh, if you're a sole proprietor, then then it moves to the cash flow statement. That was that's where the confusion is. Right. Um, so, so in in wanting an accurate P and L, which we talked about earlier earlier with those common bookkeeping errors, it's hard if you don't if you don't it's hard to compare yourself if you have no salary to show for on your income statement for all the work you as a sole proprietor are doing in your business. And they are they're they're working hard. They work every day. They have a few back office hours to log, maybe a lot, but. You know, a lot of their time is spent with one other guy, you know, in the truck and those hours and the payment, you would have to pay somebody to replace you doesn't show up on the income statement. So we're finding that that's a really in, in order to compare to some to the other people in the industry or to the numbers we find in the industry. We're finding that most of our clients don't have that number that they pay themselves on the income statement. It goes on the cash flow statement as a result of not paying any sort of taxes on it. They're just pulling interest out of their business to pay, you know, their cost of living. living. And another thing it doesn't show is all the back office work that they're doing. So it makes your overhead costs look really low on the P&L too. It's it's really not. So So profit, profit looks a little inflated when, you know, you're, you're not new, but just whenever you don't have, you're not paying a salary to yourself. It's just, it's simply, it's mainly because you're not logging your hours. That's, that's really what it boils (laughs) down to. But at the same time, it's really annoying to have to do that. So (laughs) I guess, I guess we're, we're leaning towards that. You should log your own hours and, and, and how much back office work you do, unless you just really, really don't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot of clients that say, well, I'll be, you know, I have to pay taxes on that. So you have to, at some point you're paying taxes on most of it. Um, I'm not a CPA, so I'm not going to give any sort of tax advice. But if we were to ever suggest, you know, from the start, they get on some sort of salary, we would make sure obviously that within the rules and the, the guidelines of a CPA, that it's a smart and wise move. But all that to say, it is very hard and the, the profit or bottom line is inflated as a result of not seeing that, you know, that labor on the on the, the peanut rather it's just it's on the cash flow statement as money moving out of their business yeah and everything you guys just shared is kind of from a bookkeeper's perspective and i'll i'll share yes. because i've made this mistake when i started out we're running a three-man crew and i'm working I'm, I'm working all day i'm i'm in the field you know doing the edging doing the mowing coming home sending out the quotes i'm doing all of this but because i wasn't considering my salary in that mix i i was confused with my numbers And in addition to that, I wasn't, I didn't have the mentality of, okay, I need to replace Paul Jameson with this foreman that I have to hire and I have to pay. I'm already paying me who's going to be in the future, this foreman, this amount, and it would have been an easier transition. Well, let me say like this, because I my business was so messed up. It would have, it would have opened my, it would have shocked me faster to realize my prices were too low because I had to charge more in order to pay myself this, which ultimately I needed to replace myself with the other person. And what I personally did, Megan, this is years before you guys ever met me. 
I worked at Carabas. So I, I had a, I had more, I had money that I was co- coming in living off of. And I was reinvesting in the business, which was code for, I was broke. Like I was, I was <laughs> right. I wasn't pulling. Some of y'all are laughing. Cause you're like, I think I know what you're talking about, dude. But if you can early on be like, Oh no, I'm paying myself, the owner as the foreman or as the operator, this amount, then I think it's going to to get a little stiffness in our backbone to to charge more and to right, exactly to, exactly to faster. Cause I, I honestly couldn't have afforded to have a quality human being with a wife and kids that that's capable of being a foreman. In those early years, I couldn't have even afforded to pay that person to keep them around right. long enough. Right. Um, and so I was just doing it all myself and confusing myself, looking at my numbers, like I'm doing all right. But I really wasn't calculating a, let's say a, a sixty thousand or forty five right. or fifty five thousand dollars salary that I really need that I was paying myself that I need to be paying someone else. It was it was missed in the numbers and right. it, yeah. it confused me. And I think it's I'm sharing my vulnerable humble beginnings because it's it's so common that people don't get it. Now the companies that are legitimate and profitable and sustainable, they get it. But a lot of the new folks, sure. they just don't understand this. Yeah. And, and right. I hope we're making sense to to get this in order. There's so much fine tuning that can be done just from educating yourself on all of this, yeah. you know? And so, and that's, that's our ideal client. It's somebody who says, you know, first of all, with the new service, it can be anybody from one year to two year in business. If they're out getting jobs and they feel as if they're really good at that. And so the organization piece, they would love to offboard somebody that's who we're there for. But also, you know, the one who maybe four years or five years in business and says, you know, I haven't really launched or grown like I want to, but let me make sure I can set a foundation for myself and can grow profitably and move themselves out of the business or into the position of the business they want to go as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've said from the beginning, I don't act as if I own a lawn care business. So your business, as you sought to do it, you know, that was the best you, you did at the time. But hopefully, you know, being the landscaping bookkeeper, we can provide that resource for these people to get it right. Like Joey said at the beginning, from the beginning, at least as best as they can with the time they have. And then when you have a, a, a bigger company, you can instantly identify problems because you've been doing this for so long at that point, instead of just making it all fresh and you're starting to manage two and three crews and everything's just caving in on you and you're getting super complicated. Yeah. We've seen um, a few of those. It's it's not fun. Also, Paul, I, I think I've heard you talk about, this is kind of something I want to touch on. A lot of lawn care guys um, don't do a lot of as much marketing as they should. I've heard you, mm. you speak on that before. And I wanted to talk about the importance of that a little bit um, because we were talking about gross margin and identifying uh, problems within your gross margin. A lot of times it can be directly related to advertising costs um, because if you're not advertising to a specific group or whoever your ideal customer is, a lot of times that can show up in your in your route density and, and, and making your jobs more spread out because you're not identifying exactly where your customers are coming from. And it'll make your gross margins, you know, you'll be saving on some overhead costs and advertising, but it'll make your gross margins, you know. Really expand. Yeah, start, so you can really, you can really gain efficiency by marketing, even though it's gonna cost you a little bit, you know, in the beginning. Um, and, and so that would, that, that's one thing that you can identify early on with your advertising costs. Yeah. And marketing is a whole gigantic uh, conversation because yeah. there's so oh, many exactly. drips and there's so many streams. Well, there's, as my friend, Dr. Frank says, there's all these drips 
that create this big stream, but you, you use the term a little bit. It really doesn't cost that much no. uh, to do door hangers or flyers or postcards. I, and and I just interviewed a guy. Um, Cody Nepper, I think. Is that, come again? Were you going to mention, I think it was Cody Nepper, I think. Yeah, Cody Owen. Um, Cody he Owen, he does think. Facebook geo-targeted ads. So let's say you have a, you want to make a geofence around a neighborhood. You even know the name of the neighborhood and you're like, Ooh, you know, there's six hundred thousand dollar homes and there's three hundred and fifty of them in this home. You can blow up their Facebook in the evenings. <laughs> you know, they're sitting there scrolling through Facebook, watching Al Blades or whatever they're watching. I don't know. Yeah. And um, you get you they get hit with uh, your your geo targeted ad, and then that's you know very um, strategic. And now all of a sudden you're in that neighborhood, and and you can even. Um, additionally do door hangers on top of the face, but just hit them, hit them with a touch here, hit them with a touch there. Um, but I think it's just laziness at this point that our, our route density is spread out and our marketing is so raggedy. I was talking to um, Jarvis in Mississippi and he's, he's as old school as I just go and knock on their doors. And he's just yeah. a good old country boy. And he goes, he, he knows the neighborhood he wants to live to work in that he's already working. He knocks on the door and says, Hey, I'm Jarvis. Uh, Kingdom Lawn Care. And uh, if you ever need anything, here's my card, you know, and some yeah. people are like, hey, thanks, Jarvis. I've seen you around. And some people are saying, get off my grass, you know, but um, you brought up a good point, Joey, that I've been trumpeting and I just like the third party validation when other people yeah. say it. Guys are not marketing. It, it's I absolutely outrageous. All the time. Yeah. And it, and it shows up. It shows up directly related to to their route density almost every time. Yeah. <laughs> And I get the whole, oh, well, I just I just do such good with word of mouth. All I got to do is word of mouth. And I was like, dude, that's word of mouth is the best. It is it is awesome when a friend says, hey, you should hire Paul. But that's just icing on the cake. That can't be your yeah. marketing plan. Maybe if you've been in business for 25 years, but even like Echo, I was just on the phone with their one of their marketing. They make power equipment. And I was just talking to one of their marketing people the other day. I mean, they they do hundreds of millions of dollars a year in revenue. Everybody knows Echo. Like even like people that aren't in the industry. Oh yeah, I know Echo, the orange company, right? And they still are very aggressive and intentional with yeah. their marketing. And you're going to tell me you have 23 customers spread out around town and you don't need marketing because you do, <laughs> you got word of mouth referral. Like you can miss me with all that. Right. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> we can, we can uh, third party. Yes. Validate that. So yeah, if, if there was anything I was going to harp on this episode, it would be up your marketing game. Learn how it's, uh, we personally don't, we're not, we, we've read a lot of books on marketing. It's not our favorite thing. Yeah. It's yeah. We are the organization. You have bookkeepers. to do it. You have to, <laughs> even in long care, you have to do it. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you. Cause I know you guys market on the green street podcast, which is, <laughs> You guys understand the, the the uniqueness of this audience. I mentioned earlier, complimenting you guys listening right now that you guys are genuine and your quality. If you're gonna if you're gonna listen to a podcast on how to take your business to the next level, like that's a rare breed of people. Most people are out there listening to you know the latest trend or news or, or raunchy music or whatever. But my audience, I'm just thankful that you guys would push play on a show where we talk about profit and loss statements and and. Uh, marketing and, and growing yeah. a business, but, um, two words, I think it's genuine and intentional. That's, you know, we're right. We're right there with your clients that listen, they're genuine, they're intentional. Yep. And they want to improve their business. So I just wanted to say thank you to Gulf coast bookkeeping for, for partnering with us at the green industry podcast. And we got a great thing going. And, uh, I know you guys vet your customers like I do and I preach. And so if you guys want to go through the rigorous 15 minute free call, 
Um, you can meet Megan and Joey, talk to them, just share a little bit about your business. And, uh, I personally went through the 15 minute call. We set up the, the 60 minute call. I think you saw how sloppy some of my, I had to pay that lump sum to get you to get me up to pace. Cause I just had some, I had some, um, you know, sloppiness on organization. And like I said, my, my previous bookkeeper was, she was trying her best, but she wasn't focused on lawn care. Like you guys, she, she was just helping me out as a friend, you know, on the side. And because you guys are in this lawn care niche, you see lawn care business after lawn care business, after lawn care business, after lawn care business. And so it's so easy for you to recognize when something's off. Cause you're so familiar with mm-hmm. our businesses. I go to this gym, a little small gym. Like there's a 82 year old guy named, um, uh, no, John, John, He's 82. He's in the gym. And then this guy looks like Dr. Phil. His name's Bob. He's in there working out. He's like 70. And and then, you know, there's a few people, but I know every single person. I know what car they drive. I know they're what they look like because it's a little small town gym. And uh, whenever somebody comes in that I'd never known, you know, everyone's like looking at the new person like, oh, that who's this? Like, this is this is different. And it's like, that's how you guys are. I know this is kind of a reach of an analogy, but when you're looking at a number, you can instantly be like, oh, that's, that's off. And, mm-hmm. and, and you can, in, in a most gentle way, tell us like, Hey, you know, you need to kind of consider getting on top of this area of your business. And that's, that information is so helpful. And I didn't have that previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, it is. I, I had a 15 minute just the other day and he stated he had given it to just somebody local, the book even to somebody local. And they, they did the work. They sent him a P and L and then nothing. And he just, you know, he looked at the PL and he's like, but what about it? You know, what does, what does it do? I, I knew, I know he knew about the PL, but he had expected that local bookkeeper or CPA, I can't remember which one it was, to go through it with him and just to help him understand and to point out some of the common, like we said, errors or um, compare, compare him to other landscapers. And, you know, it was silent after that. So, he was calling us up after having he- heard that we do spend individual time trying to teach it and yeah, get, help them be aware of what it's trying to communicate to them and what it is communicating to them. Fantastic. Well, Joey, do you guys have anything else we're leaving out? Hmm. I don't think so. I think we already mentioned, you know, breaking out into the two services, one being for somebody who just needs the organization piece early on in the business. So they don't end up, you know, needing it a little too late where they're paying too much or whatever the case would be. And then we're keeping the same, you know, service we already have with the monthly meetings. And uh, we are going to be adding, you know, the comparison, the benchmarking to that core service. We've, like I said, we've stayed in our lane with just the organization education, but we really want to go into a little bit of the analysis and the comparison for our customers, especially now that we've had them enough and they're starting to ask for that. Yeah. You really so, can't do analysis until you have about a year's, a worth. year's worth at yeah, least, at least from what if you want accurate. Yeah. yeah. And another thing we're going to uh, start providing is we want to mm-hmm. set up and do profit first. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So everybody that's heard of that. So uh, if they've we, heard of it, it can be an it, add on. Yeah. As an add on, we've used it since day one and it works. Like it really makes you pinch pennies and, and learn where your, your dollars are going. <laughs> So that you can pay yourself for your hard work. Um, yeah. So we can't we can't stress profit first enough. Uh, we do like it a lot. Yeah. It is I'm slow. Ultimate. I'm slowly profit first. I'm hybrid of profit first. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of our clients are, and I. Yeah. That's a good start. You know, it we, doesn't. It's not going to be perfect. I think some of it comes with 
perhaps what we can provide. And that is, you know, the profit first will be an add on for whoever wants to do it and we'll help them manage it. So we'll crunch the numbers for them. We know the book. We know the steps to take and just someone, you know, to help keep them on track. Um, but obviously the work, you know, ends up back in our owners. You know, we want you to be the CEO. We don't pretend to run a landscaping business over here. We just can hopefully identify what it might take along with the education it would take to get you where you want to go. And that's, that's important to us because that's what we want to do in our small business. We just want to be in the business where we want to be in the business and, and then leave the rest to other capable people. Right. Get you, get you where you want to go. Everybody's success looks differently. You know, you might want to stay small. That's perfectly fine, but you still need to get your numbers in order and know your numbers. Um, and can I do a couple of, I'm a big reader. We both are. Can I do a couple of book drops right here? We, these are like must reads. Go for it, Joey. Tell me. If you've read profit first, you need to go back and read pumpkin plan for sure. Mm -hmm. Mike McCallowitz's other book, they need to be read as a tandem. And then for marketing, um, Building a Story Brand by Donald, Donald Miller. Miller. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've read that one, but it is amazing. On point. Yeah. And, and there's like some uh, toolboxes that you can use for free online to identify who your key client is and then uh, clarify your message so that yeah. so that they will your key customers will listen. Yeah. Both of those authors, both Donald Miller and Mike McCouts, they have so many resources to where you don't got to pay some $3,000 just to get their information. There's so many resources. Obviously, you'll be paying here and there for a book or but so much information out there with those two authors. So Donald Miller, Building a Story Brand. And then Cut That Grass and Make That Cash by Paul James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the other one, 101 Ways, Increase Efficiencies. And Make More Money in Lawn Care. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and guys, all those are in Audible. And so it's like uh, with, yeah. the, with the Audible um, subscription, and it's in the it's in the show notes, you can get the first month for free. And listen to cut that grass and make that cash or um, best business practices for landscapers are 101 proven ways to increase efficiency, make more money in lawn care. And then the next month you get another credit from audible and, and you listen to Mike McCallowitz profit first, which he's, he's got a very unique personality. I tried to kind of have a little bit of that uh, personality in, in my first two books and maybe it was successful. I don't know. Cause by the third book, Mr. Producer's like, Hey, why don't you let me read this next one? I was like, oh, I'll take that as a compliment. I don't know. But uh, he, he read the next one, which he's, he's a professional. Um, but then you get another credit the next month and you can do the story brand book by Donald Miller. And then, um, you know, the, it will start then suggesting you may also like the total money makeover right. by Dave Ramsey or some right. of the, the just classic think and grow rich type, you know, right, um, right. I mean, there's just some, there's a lot of good books out there. I mean, you could easily get two or three years under your belt. Like if you just do one audio book a month and you don't even scratch the surface of, of the yeah, classics right. that are out there. And so if you're yeah. not, if I know you guys are already listening to a podcast, so you already get that you can be learning while you're mowing or driving or, or taking your kids to the, I got one guy that uh, makes his kids listen to audio books. I was like, Oh man, I'm like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but thank you. You know, my kids love your audio book, Paul. I was like, all right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I, so. Our kids can have weird stories like that. Oh uh, yeah. Like, well, I saw your kid on the mower. I was, I joked on Instagram. I was like, well, you put that boy on a Toro, man. What's this? Yeah. That was my raggedy looking mower. mower. That yeah. thing was raggedy looking. Mm, yeah. It's my cousin. It's his cousin's mower. Yeah. It's just little Arians mower. Oh, oh, pardon me. I didn't see that. Arians is a good company. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't see that. I just, I just never heard of them. So I they figured. own gravely. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Really? Yeah. Arians. They own gravely. 
Okay. That makes more yeah, they, they emailed me the other week wanting to wanting to be on the program. So we'll see. Yeah. Awesome. I gotta be well, careful what I say these days. <laughs> <laughs> Our sons seem to like the motor, so we'll just we'll stick with it. There you go. Well, I appreciate your guys' time. And uh the next step is just look in today's show notes and Mr. Producer will put a link in there to Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. It's super simple. That will link you over to your guys' website and you have a calendar there where you can then select a 15 minute time and uh, just hop on a call with you guys and see if it's a good fit. And uh, I can't stress enough, guys, this is who I personally use. And uh, um, you guys are the best. And and, uh, I know Jeremiah Jennings publicly shares that he uses you. Uh, Jack Decker, uh, probably his episodes probably already come out by the time we do this. Um, This episode comes out and uh, so many others from all across this, the Fruited Plains, as my boy Rush Limbaugh said. (laughs) That's old school right there. Yeah, you know that line. (laughs) So thank you guys for for changing my business and helping me know my numbers. It's a a cliche that we all say, know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. What does that actually mean? You guys... Un, you know, unpack it. And it's not something you just get in a podcast like this. It's, it's the repetition of month after month after month after month after month of looking at the same reports. Now I'm starting to to get it and make better mm-hmm. informed decisions as I do my pricing and, and um, fine tune my efficiencies and, and uh, beef up marketing and all of that. So yeah, it's Thank literally you. the language of business. Yeah, it is. It, it communicates unbiasedly. That's yep. another great thing. So if you think you know, don't take too much heat for how sensitive the information is. It's, it's, it's meant just, to direct you, just not beat you up. <laughs> I'll quote Ben Shapiro. It's a facts don't care about your feelings type mm-hmm. type analysis. <laughs> thank you, Paul. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank, thank you, you guys. Thank you for everything, Paul. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.